and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the podcast, I'll be sharing pricing tips and strategies along with ways to improve the profit in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers, and now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. Welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Today on the podcast, I've got Amy Cager. Amy is a niche expert, and we talk a lot about how having a niche really, really improves your opportunities with pricing, but also means that you talk to the right people all of the time. It was a really interesting conversation with Amy, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast. And today, my guest is Amy Cager. Hi, Amy. Hi. Tell us a bit about you and what you do. Yeah, so as you said, I'm Amy Cager and I specialise in helping businesses get clear on what their niche is and then how they can communicate that in their messaging, their marketing and their services uh, because that is um, the, the two main things. It's First, it's that clarity on what your niche is, but also it's not forgetting that actually then we need to communicate it, which is a really important part of that puzzle. Um, it's not just the clarity and leaving it as is. It's how do you talk about it to the world or, or more, uh, more so your ideal customers. So lots of people say, I don't want to niche. I will end up with no customers and I hate the idea of niching. Or I'll lose people. And what do you say to that? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. And But I think, I think the reason that people do get quite anxious maybe about niching is that I think there's a lot out there that's kind of not exactly wrong, but it gives the wrong impression of, of, how to how to come about with what your your niche is um and i think a lot of that is that people think they need to choose this person that is their customer this kind of demographic of customer and then people panic and think i don't think i have that so then they instead of looking at what their business is and and choosing what's you know doing more of what's working and less of what's not working so much they decide to make stuff up, um, they panic, they, they choose a person, as it were, whereas actually that's not how they should be going about it at all. And I think people look at what they think their niche is, they think, I don't have this demographic of customer, they start to panic and they start to make stuff up. And of course, when you start to make things up and it's something that's not actually happening in your business, then of course then that is when there is a risk that you might alienate people, you might not connect with your customers because you don't really know who they are. So that feeling of, oh God, I think I am going to alienate people, lose customers, is kind of based on a truth because you're going into the unknown. Whereas actually how you go about defining your niche isn't based on unknowns, it's not based on any guessing, it's not picking things out of a hat. It's really getting to know your business. It's it's choosing you know who you help and how you help by things that you're already doing. And that's when you can make a really strong niche. So how I go about it and how I help my clients is by 
creating things that are already or, or defining their niche by things that are already working in their business and doing more of that. So therefore, you know, it's going to work. So you're not going to be alienating customers when you already know that that is someone you're already working with. Um, and it's, it's then focusing more on that. So it's focusing on what's on what's working and how you can stand out with that, how how you can define then your messaging to attract more of those people. Um, so there shouldn't be any worry of alienating people or, or losing business um, if you do it the right way, um, because that's not what it's about at all. Yeah, and I think it's that thing of actually saying, you know, if you try to talk to everybody, you talk to nobody as well. You kind of actually, if you don't really know who you're talking to, and it doesn't have to be one ideal client avatar and all that sort of stuff, but actually it's kind of going, who actually am I helping here? Because you can't help everybody and you are not helping everybody in your business either. So actually it's really important to go, okay, well, who do I help and how do I help them better rather than kind of trying to help everybody? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you're right. You know, if you try to appeal to absolutely everyone, it's, it's, it's not going to appeal to everyone. Whereas, you know, a, a key thing uh, about defining your niche is getting really, really clear on those messages so you can really make that connection with your clients. And I should say there's three elements that make up a, a niche and who is just one of them. So there's also the what and there's the you as well. So there's three elements that can make a really, really strong niche. But understanding who our customers are is absolutely fundamental because we need to know what their problems are and we need to know what transformation they want or what that desire is. What do they want? And then how do we do that for them? And they're the things that you need to really be focused on with. So if you're trying to do everything for everybody, your messaging is going to be really confusing. So your client won't know that you are there to actually help them with that problem and to get them to that place they want to be or how they want to feel once that problem's gone yeah i think yeah i think it's really uh, definitely really important to kind of get really clear what you're doing because i think you can end up with a million offers in your business and everybody looks at it and goes right well there's too many things i can't cope with this many choices but also i don't really know who you're trying to help and i don't know whether it's really for me or not and i think you know kind of making that kind of setup works much better and you know, so do you recommend that people have you know less offerings in their business and kind of more focus and that sort of thing? Absolutely. I mean, it's great for your customers because, as you've said, they know that you're the one for them. I mean, nowadays we can work with anybody. So being that kind of generalist that helps with all sorts of different things isn't actually ideal anymore. People want to work with the specialists because they trust you more because they know you're going to be that person that answers their problem quicker and easier than and someone who may know a little bit about it, but maybe not know everything because you are living and breathing that element of your business. But also it makes things hell of a lot easier for you. You know, <laughs> like if you're only focusing on one thing, that means your brain is just focused on that. It's not being pulled and pushed and, you know, like having to have all these ideas and you just get to focus. So you know, all your content can be talking about a particular thing. You know, your your offers, when you create them, you know that these are the things that are going to get um, your, I like to call it A-list client, to that desire, to that transformation, the quickest way and the best way. Um, and it suddenly makes your life a lot easier that yeah, everything's streamlined. You have so much more focus and so much more time and, and things are yeah, much less confusing for you as, as well as as well as your customers. 
Yeah, and I think actually I'm a really kind of good example of somebody who has niched. So I am a management accountant by background, but nobody knows what one of them does. And nobody knows that they're just not year-end accountants and they do other things. But actually by niching into pricing, actually everybody knows that I do pricing. And actually you can also build an authority and an expertise in an area where the market's not so crowded. There are loads of accountants, but actually there aren't very many. I've only met one other pricing expert in my kind of wanderings around over the last year or so and it's made it much easier for me to create offers and to attract the right people in my business yeah absolutely you know you've kind of got to think about it if you were in a kind of lineup as it were maybe that is an actual uh place you've been like a networking where everyone stands up and has their 10 second intro where they say what they do but if everyone stood up in, in your example and there were five people in the room and all those five people said, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. For a start, that's not very inspiring. You're just going to be lost in the sea of people being accountants. But also, as you've said, like accountants do all sorts of different things. And just someone saying they're an accountant um, or I'm a designer or I'm a social media manager or whatever your, um, your business is and your role is, people are going to make assumptions of that about what it is that you do, like an accountant, oh, you must do end of year accounts. I don't need anyone helping me with end of year accounts. Um, but if you describe what you do in a language and in a way that makes your ideal client think, oh my God, yes, that's exactly what I want. So it's tapping into the language that they use. You know, if you know that your clients use particular words, don't use your kind of industry known words or, or jargon or anything like that actually say what it is that you do in a way that your your customer is going to relate to that they're going to resonate with that they're going to know oh my god i need that or when their friend says oh i need help with this thing they're going to go i know just the person because you've explained what you do in terms of problems and solutions rather than job titles which unless you're working in office and people don't really care what it is today you do to, to the degree they just need to know the person in that department like in business, it is much more problem solution based. People don't understand job titles. So yeah, try not to talk about what you do in, in as it, if you were like as a job title, as it were. And I also think that when you run your own business as well, you get different people to do different things. So again, if, you, if you're working with a company, you're using the finance department or you're using, whereas somebody could use me for pricing and somebody else for something different and all of that sort of thing. So I think it makes a, a really big difference. And then when it comes to pricing, knowing that your niche and everything else is really important with your pricing and making sure that you're really clear about who you are offering to and what you are offering and looking at their kind of price sensitivities as well. Absolutely. The thing is getting clear on your niche is the base of everything that you do in your business and your offers and services. And then in that, in your offers and services, your pricing is all part and parcel of that. And the, and the clearer you are and the more you know about who you are as a business and who your client is and, and getting into the, the head of your client as well. So it's, it's not about demographics at all. And it's, this is where people go a bit wrong. They, they, they just get a bit focused on, say, these demographics of how old they are or what they like to do at weekends and things. But really, it's getting into their thoughts and their feelings. And in that, 
is their pricing so you know thinking about how much they they would pay for things or, or how much value they see of things or how much of an impact it makes to them with what you do um, but it allows you to create different services um, as well you know just thinking about those problems that your client is having and those transformations that you get for them um, and it's in its packaging those up to making sure that they answer those problems um, from their point of view I think sometimes when we you know think about packaging up our services we think about what we want to do and what we feel is a good thing that our clients might need or might want but actually it it might one it might not be what they actually want or it might not be how they think about it it might be something that they need but they might not realize they want it and in being able to do that with your services then obviously then pricing comes into that and being able to to pitch them at a particular level um, to be able to package them up you know is it something that's a, a smaller package that you can do in like an hour or is it something that is a much bigger longer program and obviously then pricing comes into that as well yeah and i think it's it's really important to talk about kind of the transformation that you get and all of that sort of thing and not kind of you've got to kind of get to the point where your customer understands what they're buying from you because actually the risk is that you give them something you think they want like you say you create this amazing course you think this is going to be brilliant and then you go to sell it and it's like oh nobody actually wants to buy it or people say oh yeah i'd be quite interested in that but when it actually comes to it they're like oh no that's not quite what i quite what i thought i had in mind you want your ideal customer to buy it as a complete no-brainer and just go absolutely that's my thing and that's the right that's the right price and if you work with people if you work in industries that don't you know that don't, where people don't earn loads of money you might need to think about your pricing differently from if you work with high performing directors of business and stuff so you kind of you know your actually your client does determine a bit where you sit your pricing but that also determines what level of offers you do it might be that you don't offer a six month group coaching program at thousands of pounds because actually your ideal client will never accept that and they wouldn't be interested in that sort of thing because they don't have that sort of cash flow but actually a power hour works perfectly for them and you just do lots of those sorts of things. And it's really thinking about it, yeah, from the client's point of view and not kind of what you think. They, you often know what they want, but you've got to talk to them and get them to tell you what they actually need and communicate that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and you know, when we think about packaging offers, that's what we need to be leading with. It's also not leading with, oh, I do an hour and, oh, I've got this, um, you know, a Facebook groups included and, oh, you get this amount of hours with me and things like that. Because once again, that's all people don't really care on, you know, how they get there. You know, that's a secondary thing after they've already bought into what they're going to get from working with you they're then interested in, oh, actually, is it a Zoom call or is it face-to-face -face? or well, not so much now, but you know, then they go into the ins and outs of how it's actually um, delivered, which I think we sometimes go straight into that as well, which, I mean, those things are then helpful with pricing of you knowing as a business owner how many hours you um, spend with a client, but from their point of view, that's not what you should lead with. You should be lead always leading with those problems and solutions um, is other other main things yeah because if you lead with the feet the kind of features and benefits like you say nobody cares it's six modules of this and this is what we're going to go through they're like well what are, if i start here and i get to over here what's going to be different about me or my business that means it's worth me investing money with you it's not about like you say it's not about the how it's going to be done and if you could do it in half the time as well that's also a massive 
thing, you know, transformation, you know, in four weeks, I can get you to do X, you know, better than six months to get you to do the same thing, you know, and all of that sort of thing. So it's really thinking about, you know, do your clients value things like speed? Do they value done for you? You know, it might be that actually for you doing, having stuff that's DIY doesn't work really very well. And that actually your clients are interested in people that will just get it done for them because they're prepared to pay for it. So I think it's kind of understanding that much more clearly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a real uh, big part of your niche is, as I say, it's not just the who, it's the what. So this is something to be really thinking about is, you know, what do you do? So as we've been talking that kind of before and after that problem, that solution, that desire, what is that thing that they want once their problem has gone, but also how you go about doing it. And this is a really interesting part of it because this can really make you stand out because if you're doing something either in a way or talking about it in a way that no one else is doing it that way. Even if you might be kind of doing something very similar, you don't have to kind of be inventing, you know, reinventing the wheel, but how you talk about it is in a different way. You know, a bit like you, Sally, was saying that, you know, you you talk about, you're just quite black and white in that I do pricing and people can really resonate with that. And they, and it makes you stand out because, no one else is saying I help with pricing and it just makes it really really simple so it makes it much easier for people to know that you are the expert in in that thing that you do and then that starts to give you um, you know the fact that you are more of a specialist more of an expert in the in what you do and how you do it that then influences your pricing how much you charge things like that as well which is something to be taken into a into account when you are known and people seek you out and want to work with you and only you because you have um you know you have positioned yourself as this go-to person in in what you do i also think it means that like when i'm asked to go and speak in memberships or on podcast stuff I'm very clear that this is what I talk about. I don't have to think too hard about what I'm going to talk about or I might say, well, actually, I'm going to talk to this sort of people this week, so I need to kind of slightly angle it. But actually, when it comes to pricing, I don't need to do tons and tons of preparation. I don't need to do you know, loads and loads of work around it. And it makes it much easier for me to say, actually, if somebody's looking for somebody about pricing to go and talk about in a membership or in a podcast, I'm it. If they want to talk about anything else, I'm not. And that's perfectly fine. But it has meant that people come to me and say, well, you know, can you talk about pricing? Because actually everybody has trouble with pricing somewhere. So I think it has made a huge difference to me in kind of building my expertise. I mean, and even starting this podcast about, you know, people don't want to listen to a podcast about accounting and about profit and cash flow. They're not interested in that, but actually everybody's interested in pricing and the kind of some of the psychology and the, the sort of and the niching aspects to it as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to, you know, what we were saying earlier about, you know, if you are trying to do a million different things, it it takes your focus off. Whereas if you are, you're just doing that one thing, then you feel more confident with it. You know, like you were saying, you don't really have to prepare because you know what you're going to talk about because it's what you talk about all the time. So it's not like, oh God, I've got to remember, what was it that I said in that last one I did like months ago? Or I haven't done that for a while. I've just got to remember what it is that I've got to do it's just all you know front of mind tip of your tongue type stuff and you're just you know ready to ready to go and and you know it, it's like with anything with um you know you've, you've probably heard of the 
the, the touch points of marketing with, you know, they've got to hear about you seven times, eight times, whatever it is nowadays. It's like before, 20 something. It's like 20 um, something now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That, yeah. <laughs> before they, you know, take take note of what you do. It's the same with what you do as well. You know, if, if, you're, if someone's coming across you and each time they come across you, you're talking about something different, you're not going to get ingrained in their memory of that person that helps with that thing. You know, whereas if you're talking about that same thing over the t- over and over again, it's gonna it's gonna sink in, and th- and then you're gonna be the one that they think about. And I think from you know from our point of view, like if we're talking about the same thing all the time, we might be thinking, God, we keep talking about that thing all the time. You know, this is boring. I keep saying the same thing. But you've you know people don't see absolutely everything that you do. So you're the only one that sees everything that you do and hears everything that you say. Um, but for everyone else, it's just reiteration of, of it just embedding into them that they that you are the person for them that can help them with that problem that they have. Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, that's made a huge difference to me. And people don't see anything. I always thought, oh, I can't put up another social media post or another email. And actually, it's not true. You know, there are lots of emails that I get that I'm like, right, well, if I need help with that, like if I need help with my niche... Amy's my lady. If I need help with, you know, you just kind of, you just know who those people are. And in a small business world as well, where you you haven't got a company around you, you need to know the people that you recommend that people go to and talk to and all of that sort of thing when when it comes to it. But if you're not clear enough, then people go, well, I don't really know what so-and-so does, or they're just, you know, it's too general. They're an accountant. Well, why would I go to them rather than someone else? And also it's being able to attract higher prices because you are a specialist in your field and I think that also makes a big difference yeah and I think it is it's just that knowing why you're different to everybody else because we all need to be different we're all coming from kind of saturated markets as it were I mean I'm I'm a marketing person you know in, in background in kind of job title type you know department you know, there's tons and millions of marketing people, but how am I going to be able to stand out from everyone else who's saying they they help with your marketing? You know, it's finding your little hook, your little angle, and this is what your niche is all about. It's it's being able to stand out for being known for what you do, and as I say that there's the the ways you can go about that, which is the who, the what, and the you, um, and it's just really getting clear on that um because say the the more clear you are then it impacts everything um that you do which you know is is so important really it's not just oh now i've got clear on this great tick box i've done that it then influences everything else that you do in your business and it definitely makes everything come much more easily no absolutely Thank you very much, Amy. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can we find you? Yeah, so yeah, if you want to find me on social media, then Instagram is the best place for that. Uh, and I'm at Amy Cager Biz, at Amy Cager Biz. Or you can join my free Facebook group, which is Unleash Your Niche. So you can just go into Facebook and search Unleash Your Niche. And that is where I hang out most days. Um, and that, and if you need any help with getting clear on your niche, that is the place to come to. Um, I do monthly themes. This month is getting clear or sorting out your homepage. So if you're currently struggling with what to write on your homepage, on your website, then come and join us. That's brilliant. Thanks ever so much. Thank you so much.
you for listening to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Please do leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps spread the word and get more people listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at the Pricing Queen or One Word, where I share more tips and advice on how to make more money in your small business. See you next time, Pricing Queens. Thank you.